Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing, KIP Nation? I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful week. I hope you celebrated the 4th of July with your family and that you thought about uh, Independence Day in light of the message and the word that we're getting ready to share today because at the end of the day, we all want to be independent, but the only thing we need to be independent of is our connection to sin. So let's see if we can do ourselves a favor and talk about the thing that no one else wants to talk about. You know, you rarely hear this word sin even mentioned in our churches today. Very few churches talk about it as if it doesn't exist, but it does. And again, as those of you who are trying to uh, elevate and trying to evolve and trying to become more than what you are or you're in the space of leadership or you're in the organic space of developing the characteristics to be a leader. One of those things is a sensitivity to your own shortcomings, your own sins, your own reality and the things that you'll have to fight because you're dealing with mushrooming opposition but the worst enemy that I've ever fought is the enemy within me. And I can speak to that rationally and, and with a sound mind and a clear heart because of the power of repentance. And God, God gives us the right to ask him for forgiveness and to be forgiven through his grace and through his mercy. But then to remember that the assignment that God gives you has to continue. Uh, we've got to move forward. You You can't get stuck in where you were or stuck in what you did. You have to move forward so God can progressively advance the kingdom according to his perfected will. And whether you believe it or not, you have a place in the kingdom. You have a position in the kingdom. You have an assignment in the kingdom. And our assignment is bigger than us. So Lord, bless this word we're about to hear as we read uh, Judges 1 and 2. And highlight these two scriptures. Let us exegete them appropriately and let people hear uh, what God says about his will in the earth. All right. So again, just a, a revisit uh, some of the things we talked about last week. Uh, an introduction. 
Your individual destiny is tied to the collective deliverance of a generation. Ah, that means so much to me because we get caught up in what we have to do and what our problems are and how we're going to pay bills and just the basic uh, attributes of living, basic uh, characteristics of living in this earth. But God is like, I got that. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things should be added unto you. You seek my righteousness and I'll make sure you eat and you drink and you have a place to stay and clothes to wear and so on and so forth and so on and so forth. And those are the menial, minuscule things that God does on a regular basis. But he is asking us to get a bigger vision, a bigger understanding. If you're going to be a leader, you have to lead with vision. You have to lead with purpose in mind. You have to lead with other people in mind. The vision has to be bigger than yourself, but you have to see yourself operating in the great cog of God's wheel and the great cog of God's timing. So just, just remember that, that your individual destiny is tied to the collective deliverance of a generation. Your burden is your personal objectives and goals. However, the burden of the Lord is generational. He's concerned about generationals. How he sees how one's life can impact a generation. You don't see yourself like that. But God says that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And we have no idea how our obedience to him. And that's why we're talking about sin today. Because sin disrupts obedience. But how our obedience can catastrophically bless others. Who will bless others who will bless others. And by virtue of this ripple effect of blessings, nations are getting blessed. So I'm um, looking at God verses one and two again, just a refresher. The children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midianites for seven years. They gave them to the Midianites. Their sin gave them an oppressor. Their sin gave them a dominator. Their evil brought them into derision if you will and so the hand of the Midianites prevailed against Israel so they could not get the victory over the Midianites because the Midianites were virtually operating under the power of God because of the power of sin and God was trying to do something with Israel and he was hoping that this grip of sin that was on their life this grip of bondage would cause them to turn from their wicked ways and call on the name of the Lord and there would be restoration. All right. So he, here's a, a good place to begin. Um, because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, the strongholds, which are in the mountains. So let's begin here. God wants to break the cycle of sin, even if it means breaking us. Uh, or making us subject to the consequences of sin in order to break the cycle. Let me read that again. God wants to break the cycle of sin, even if it means making us subject to the consequences of sin. In other words, everything in life for every action there is a consequence. There, there's no way about it. Every action is a seed consequence, the fruit of the action. And so here's uh, Israel being uh, besides themselves walking uh, in a way that is evil as it relates to God. And this uh, Midianite 
opposition, oppression, uh, domination is the result of that. But God will allow us to be subject to those things so that we will become so broken that we'll call on him once again. So leaving a generation to the consequences of sin uh, has a tendency to interrupt the patterns of negative behavior and the pleasures of sin. If I leave, if God leaves us to our own demise and to our own destruction, eventually those, that pattern of sin, that consequences of sin will eventually help us to come to our right minds. And we've all been there. We say, let someone hit rock bottom. They'll come to their senses. So in the same way, God allows the nation of Israel to hit rock bottom. I mean, you read last week, you heard what I said. They were impoverished. They had no power. They, they had no authority. They were totally out of sorts. A matter of fact, this agrarian uh, uh, nature, nation, nation was bottled up in dens and caves and strongholds instead of growing crops, being fruitful, multiplying and doing things that they were so accustomed to doing. They are elevated to places of fear and depression and lack their whole life. Fear, depression, and lack. Seven years. Instead of growing in a valley, they are hiding in fear in the mountains. They are out of position. Israel's messed up. They're out of position. An entire nation is in trouble because of sin. That's how powerful sin can be when it goes unchecked in our lives. If you're going to be a leader, if I'm going to be a leader, if you're going to be a leader, we have to check ourselves. Someone said it like this. You have to check yourself before you wreck yourself. But the, the, the bottom line is we have to check ourselves. And, and when I say check yourselves, hey, you pull into the station and you say, hey, God, I need your help. I'm broken. I'm dismantled. Whatever you have to say, tell God the truth about your dysfunction and allow God to operate in his healing power to get us back to the place where he wants us to be. All right. So in Judges 6 and 1, we see this as we wrap up. Evil will cripple a nation. Sin will cripple a nation. Evil has the capacity to cripple a nation. When I say crippled, I mean incapacitate, to be incapacitated. What's that mean? It's the inability to work up to full capacity. That's what happens to us as leaders. That's what happens to us as fathers and mothers Dealing with households, our own sins incapacitate us. It makes us 50% or 40% or 30% of what we have been called to be. Less than what we've been called to be. Because we're trying to fit in. We're trying to uh, fix stuff ourselves. And, 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 and we're allowing our sin nature to control our lives rather than allowing God to be in control of our lives. We need God to be in control of our lives. He is the only one that can help us achieve optimal growth, optimal development, optimal position, optimal stature. And I, I'm talking about in him, okay? Because in him we move, we live, and we have our being. We need God. If you're going to be a leader today, you've got to know that your intellect will not help you. Your beauty will not help you. Your articulation will not help you. At the end of the day, 
We need God. And we need that divine God-like mindset to take us to the next place of development. Number two, the thing that we need to understand about evil again, the result of evil or the result of sin is domination. Remember what I said domination is. The exercise of control or influence over someone or something or the state of being controlled. So a sinful lifestyle can cause you to be, remember, incapacitated, which is less than you're operating at less than your normal average. And since you're operating beneath your privilege, you're operating below who you should be, then you wind up taking on people who uh, really become negative scaffolding influences. They influence you, but really they dominate you because they don't know how to take you to the next level. They don't know how to assist you in getting to the next level. As a matter of fact, many of the people that you're surrounded with today don't even know there is a next level because they're content in a place where they find themselves. They're content doing nothing. They're content spinning their wheels. They're content dreaming rather than doing. They're content talking about something rather than working towards something. And so you have to stop and look around you and say, hey, I got to shake off the wrath of sin. I need to ask God to give me power. I need to repent of my sins and I need to begin to walk out my salvation in fear and trembling without the spirit of oppression. What is oppression again? Prolonged, cruel, unjust treatment. The enemy will ride you if you allow him to. But you plead the blood. You rebuke the devil. You rebuke evil. You rebuke sin. You grow a disdain for this thing and watch God move in your life. So the result of evil or sin in our lives is domination or oppression. That in this chapter... You see Israel being oppressed by a foreign government, a foreign entity. Um, They did not have the capacity to move, um, but that capacity that they gave away was now given to their enemy, the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of Mount Seir, the children of the mountains. And now they were exercising influence when God called Israel to exercise influence. And in the spirit realm, Instead of them being in control through the power and presence of God, they were under the authority of a foreign spirit, which had them doing things contrary to their normal behavioral patterns and their normal societal norms. So sin limits your capacity for the things of God. You will subject yourself, as Israel did, to a foreign entity, whether it be a natural or spiritual entity. Someone will be dominating your character and taking you out of the path of righteousness that God has called us to be in. Are are you catching this? Are you catching this? So anytime sin um, is activated in our lives, we go into the strange or unfamiliar place because we've been captured by a foreign entity. All right. So as we close today, um, I'm looking at Judges 6 and 2 because I'm just going to do two verses today um, because there's a lot that we need to take in and a lot that we need to change and a lot that we need to fix in our own lives. But uh, let's look at Judges 6 and 2 just one last. It's the disposition of Israel after they had committed sin. And Israel is is jacked up. Their, Their life is 
on hold. Their life is, how do you say it? Just totally uncharacteristic of the God that they serve. They no longer look like they're serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But they are under the domination of foreign spirits. So watch this. Israel opened themselves up to foreign spirits that dominated and prevailed and altered their living patterns. Thus, they lived in dens, in caves, and strongholds. Are you living in a den? Are you living in a cave? Are you living in a stronghold? Does something have a stranglehold over your life? Are you living in a cave away from the 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 call of God or the, the patterns of God or the purposes of God in your life? Are you hiding or are you thriving? Thriving in a way that is consistent with the God that you serve. Even if you're going through, you're still thriving because you have the ability to go through. Remember what I told you, when you encounter a foreign entity, it incapacitates you. It robs you of your power, of your authority, of your dominion. And in order to be a good leader, you need to walk in power. You need to walk in authority. You need to walk in an advanced connection with God so that you can see further than your eyes can see. You see what God sees. You say what God says. And you do what God says. So thus living in dens and caves and strongholds, which are in the mountains because of the Midianites. They had open access to the natural world as foreign spirits had access to their spirit world. The Midianites had open access to the natural world. They would overrun Israel every day. And in the same way, foreign spirits had open access to the spiritual uh, designs and the spiritual desires of the children of Israel as it relates to God himself. Are, are you catching this? Are you catching this? So you may think you are still op operating at optimum level, but really you're not. So take the time to repent. Take the time to fight the good fight of faith. Take the time to examine yourselves to make sure you're still in the faith. Take the time to look at things in your life and ask God. Forget asking yourself. Ask God because sometimes we get content in the things that are, are not meant for us to engage in. So ask God, God, what's separating me from the love of God? What's separating me from your power? What's separating me from your authority? What's separating me from my destiny? What's separating me from fulfilling my purpose? Ask the right questions. Ask the right questions and talk to God all about it. And God will make sure that at the end of the day, you get the proper instructions which will release you from the captivity of the den, the captivity of the cave, the captivity of the stronghold, and will show you a new and more awesome way of serving God. Hey, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Again, I pray that if this bless you, share it with your friends, your family, those who you know who are trying to walk upright with God. Um, we'll come back. We'll look at some more. Um, get into uh, Gideon finally. 
Um, but you remember what I told you. This book of Judges is not about Gideon. It's about the failure of the people of Israel to walk in righteousness toward God. And that failure brought evil in the land, domination, oppression. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and the children of Mount Seir caused them to be impoverished. And we're going to find out that even in this state, if we call on the name of God, God will bless you. So I say to you, have a great week. And remember, go and influence the nations.